You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Scripture lesson today is coming from John 14, 11 through 22. Believe me, I am in my Father, and my Father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see, these works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I am doing, but even greater things, because I, on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, the one who redeems us. Amen. About a decade ago, my husband Joel was trying to slice a bagel and ended up slicing his index finger. The cut was really deep and it was bleeding profusely and he said, Megan, grab me a towel! And in the middle of my panic, I grabbed him a full-on bath towel to wrap around his finger. <laughs> so we started about, we um, at first didn't realize how deep the, cup, the cut would be, but uh, he was looking at the skin and he said, you know, I think I really need to get some stitches. And we started talking about whether we would go to the emergency room in Monroe, which was a little bit closer and smaller, or in Toledo, which was a little further away, but a larger emergency room, knowing that we would have to wait quite a long time wherever we went because a finger cut is not as urgent as some other concerns. At which point, our friend Hannah, who was visiting us from Ohio, said, why are you talking about going to the emergency room? You should be going to urgent care. And Joel and I both said, what is urgent care? I'm sure that all of you are familiar with urgent care and its virtues, and you know that urgent cares are designed to deal with such things as minor emergencies like cutting a finger. But Joel and I, both fairly newly out of grad school, fairly healthy people, not yet parents of small children, had never been to an urgent care. It seems really, sim really silly when I say it now, having been to many urgent cares in my life at this point, but it did not occur to us to think about urgent care, because we had no idea it was available. It took someone else to introduce us to the idea, and suddenly a world of possibilities opened up to us. Last Tuesday, many of you joined us in watching the movie Wonka, a prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the 1971 film starring Gene Wilder which itself was a make of a book by Roald Dahl, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. If you're familiar with the story of Willy Wonka, you know that he's kind of an eccentric candy maker and he's out to make the best chocolate in the entire world. That's the story of Willy Wonka. This new movie is the story of Willy Wonka as a young man, just as he's starting out and he arrives in a city that looks a lot like London with, as he describes it, only a hat full of dreams to accompany him in his work. And he feels like his calling is to make chocolates, but he comes up against all these obstacles as he's trying to do this. First, he gets trapped into indentured servitude by a cruel woman named Mrs. Scrubbit. 
Then he gets his chocolate supply stolen by a vindictive Oompa Loompa, played by Hugh Grant. All the while, the police are being paid off by corrupt chocolatiers who do not want him to make chocolate and become competition for them. And at each turn, Willie has to come up with creative solutions to the challenges that he faces. For example, when he finds out that he needs to move quickly through the city to avoid the corrupt police officers, he finds tunnels under the streets that he's able to escape through. This is just one example of many throughout the movie where he comes up with kind of a creative solution to what he's facing. Willy Wonka is creative, constantly looking for new ways to do things, new ways to approach challenges. He's an out-of-the-box thinker. That's the whole point of the movie and of the book. What we know about the Bible is that God is creative too. We don't always phrase it like that, creative, but God is certainly the creator. And what is creative if not a way to describe one who creates, one who makes something, one who uh, brings to life something new? We heard the reading inspired from Genesis 1 earlier on in the service. The first thing God did was to create Create something new. God formed galaxies, and God invented all kinds of plants, and God dreamed up a diversity of creatures. Flamingos, goldfinches, manatees, earthworms. It's amazing when you think about God's creative genius, the amount of pure imagination that God has. And then, when we reach the Gospels, we discover that Jesus is creative in his approach to ministry and life as well. People kept trying to place limits on Jesus, to place restrictions on how God could work in the world or how they thought God should work in the world. But Jesus was constantly surprising people by thinking outside the box. For example, when Jesus was asked, who is my neighbor? He did not respond by giving a literal checklist of qualifications. He didn't respond by giving a list of zip codes. Instead, he told a lengthy story about a good Samaritan, an unexpected hero who offered love when it was needed the most. This story is so familiar to many of us that we may take it for granted. But to be asked a question about neighbors and who is or is not a neighbor who we should love, that's a question that could be answered with a lot of technicalities, some legalism, a spreadsheet. But to respond with a story... That's an imaginative way to see the world, an imaginative way to respond. And when people gathered to hear Jesus preach, in another instance, his disciples started worrying because there were thousands of people and they wondered how they would be fed. And again, the disciples go to the concrete and the logical, okay, well, uh, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough resources, they can't, there's not really time to send them to a store, what do we do? They couldn't imagine a possible solution, but we know the story. Jesus took what little bread they had, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he shared it with everybody and created enough, a miracle of abundance in a difficult situation. Now, we've heard the story so many times that it feels like it's an obvious ending. Of course, he's going to perform a miracle. He's Jesus. We expect this from him. But can you imagine if you'd been there on that day with this insurmountable problem And Jesus performs a miracle. It would have felt unbelievable. It would have felt remarkable to watch it unfold in real time. There are many times in scripture where the religious authorities of the day 
tried to put Jesus in situations where he would have to choose, is it this or is it that? Is it A or is it B? And each time, he would come up with a third option, a third way, something unexpected, something creative. It's as if all the people around Jesus are saying, should we go to the emergency room here or here? And he says, well, have you heard about urgent care? Jesus expands our worldview and invites us to think of new possibilities. We shouldn't be surprised that Jesus was creative in his outlook of ministry, in the way that he did life, because he's related to God the Creator. He is with God the Creator. We're told in the beginning the Word was there too. Christ, the Trinity, present in all of it. So God is creative, Jesus is creative, and John's Gospel reminds us that as followers of Jesus, we get to do that work too. We get to be creative too. Now some of Jesus' work is connecting people to people and people to God. And some of Jesus' work is healing work and some of Jesus' work is feeding work and some of Jesus' work is advocating for the poor and sticking up for the lowly. But at the foundation of it all, Jesus' work is creative. Jesus' work is inventive. Jesus invites people to come on a journey of imagination and doing things in a new way. Jesus reveals possibility and creates new ways of looking at the world, new ways of being in the world. And that's our work too, as followers of Jesus. We get to be a part of that too. Whether we would easily describe ourselves as creative types or not, following Christ invites us to approach the world with fresh eyes. And it's not limited to the kind of creativity that might cause us to put paint on a piece of paper or cause us to author poems. You can be creative with numbers, you can be creative with construction, you can be creative with interpersonal relationships. There are all kinds of ways to look at things with a fresh perspective. Too often the world seems to lock us into the option of it has to be this way or it has to be that way. Like when Jesus is, ex is asked to explain exactly who a neighbor is. Other times the problem seems so overwhelming that we wonder if there even is a solution, like thousands of hungry people gathered on a hillside. And yet, Jesus' examples remind us that we have the power to imagine something else, something we might not yet be seeing, something we may not yet be aware of. We have the capacity, with God's help, to discover and create new options, a new reality. In the words of scripture, a still more excellent way. You know what? Our world desperately needs dreamers. Our world desperately needs people who are going to approach problems with fresh eyes. The problems that we face are large and they're looming and our society seems gridlocked sometimes between this and that. But God created us with imagination. God gave us the capacity to see what is possible, to bring new ideas into being, to not be limited by old arguments. God's gifts of creative creativity and imagination, for example, have grown a food pantry here in this church to feed this community. Today, we have a dedicated space for our food pantry down near the community center, and it's complete with a new freezer thanks to the generosity of people here in this congregation. More than a decade ago, that food pantry, that monthly client choice food pantry that feeds hundreds of people, it was a bag of non-perishable foods stored in Pastor Jill's office. 
you could almost do a Wonka-like montage from that grocery bag of food, a dream that was had more than a decade ago, to then a dedicated closet, to now this dedicated gorgeous space full of a freezer and a fridge and more than 30 families who are fed by your generosity in this food pantry and the hard work that happens here. It's amazing to see creativity and imagination and hard work come to fruition. God's gifts of creation and dreaming are why our young people take on kingdom assignments each year. That's our confirmation class, our ninth graders in preparation for joining the church. They choose nonprofits or causes that they're passionate about, and they dream of creative ways to support these things. They come up with these imaginative projects to raise awareness and raise funds and raise support. And when you come to church on March 10th, you'll get to see their work in action and you'll get to learn about their dreams and their projects when they present them as part of the Kingdom Bazaar on that day in between services. It's pretty awesome to be raising up dreamers in this church, people who know that with God's help, we can impact the world for the better. We can make a difference. We can solve some of the problems that are before us. We can build God's kingdom here on earth. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and bring fresh perspectives to a problem like our kids and our teenagers are so good at doing, like they do with our kingdom assignments each year. Sometimes we need someone else to suggest a solution that we just haven't seen, we're not aware of, we have no idea exists. Sometimes we need to lean into the power of stories and the wisdom that they bring rather than looking at a dichotomy of just this or just that. Sometimes we just need our eyes opened to what God can do in our lives or in our world. So as we think about imagination, as we think about creativity, as we think about what might be possible, this is my prayer for all of us. God, show us how to bring imagination to the problems that we face. Personally, and globally. And God, by your grace, help us be people who create new possibilities for others. May it be so for us. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.